most interesting weekends in all of sports, including. Hey guys, re- really quick, it okay. doesn't say on YouTube that we're streaming. Okay. It normally halts a second. Don't worry about it. Well, all right, I just, I just wanted to make sure. It does say in YouTube for me that it says we're streaming. So Kyle. Oh, so maybe it's just me and I'm an idiot. Okay. So I apologize. Um, so Kyle sort of wrench into my monologue, which means that I'm I need sorry. to re-align. Redo it. Redo it. Redo it. Over I, was, again. I was making sure we didn't go the first half hour with nothing okay. on. You know, like, I'm just making it sure. It happens, you know. So um, anyways, uh, I just realized uh, one of our talks today is going to be the XFL. And Kyle mm-hmm. sent a picture from the XFL shop, which means he's looking at possibly buying something. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, you I am. Okay, I am. It. Their uh, logos are actually kind of dope. <laughs> no, no. Don't e- don't even look. Said, <laughs> Have you looked at that Sea Dragons logo? Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> it's, it's derpy. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Okay, so we're going to get there. and We're going to talk about the XFL a little bit. But let's start off with the most unimportant. I'm just kidding. Uh, there's a let's little bit you. of the NHL trade deadline. Um, so there's two trade deadlines that happened in the last week or so well, nhl hasn't happened yet official well, trade deadline starting. it's starting no. it's starting yeah. um so oh my god Kyle started, interrupting again. Oh my god, uh, the nba ended uh what was it saturday at four or something like that uh mm-hmm. and then the nhl is it this saturday or the following saturday it's like in the next two weeks Kyle, right? i think it's march it's the first march? saturday in march i think do the I think it's the first time. I yeah, don't remember. I, I can look this up. But point being, uh, we are going to talk about the first piece of what we'll call the uh, NHL trade deadline. Although it seems like, oh yeah, we are March third. That was yeah, right. Yeah, March third. Now, so they're just ahead of the key here. So the Rangers said, we can't stand for third place in our division. We must go get a middle-aged man who's past his prime, but worth okay. a dime. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. you're you oh, crime no. to pay more than a dime. So, uh, here you go. Uh, oh Vladimir Tarasenko God, goes over from the St. Louis Blues, where he spent a majority of his career. The last half of it, he has been hurt a few times, um, and he is now going over to the New York Rangers in exchange for uh, forward. That's been trash. I really don't care about his name, Kai. <laughs> I know you said it earlier. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he's irrelevant. <laughs> a prospect Kyle's never heard of, uh, which means he's obviously really good. Uh, and that first and a third for uh, top, a supposed top six defenseman and Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, so um, that puts the Rangers at, uh, well, right where they were, except possibly more star power. Possibly. Okay. We haven't so, so here's the thing. It's an automatic win only because we get, we're getting rid of a player who has never scored a goal for this Rangers team. And he's been on the roster for three seasons. Terrence Sanko scored a goal for the Rangers in his very first game with the team. So automatically, it's a W from that. Now, that's just for this season, obviously. If Terrence Sanko was similar to the Bo Horvat trade, if Terrence Sanko doesn't get re-signed, it's not a long-term win because the Blues do get two draft picks capital from this trade. Um, but as far as I'm concerned with the player talent, I think it's a huge upgrade even with Tarasenko's injury history, because um, like la- last year Tarasenko was back to form, uh, so he was literally a point for game last year. So, and this year he played with good but third liners. They were third liners that he played with on second line because the rest of his team was absolute garbage. So, Tarasenko <laughs> hasn't had the best help on the roster. Um, so playing automatically on and the Rangers' first worse. line. 
It has not gotten worse. <laughs> um, Terrence Sanko is already playing on the first line for the Rangers and is getting first line power play time. Um, so I think we're I think we're going to see him shoot up the stat board. Yes. Um, that's been the main trade other than the one we talked about, which mm -hmm. is Bo Horvat, uh, that has happened. Um, there are fact, lots of rumors. There are lots of rumors, including the Bruins, um, with Nosik coming back somewhat soon, or he's reevaluated in three days. Mm -hmm. The Bruins are in a lot of trade rumors for a lot of actually really good people, um, mm -hmm. top six liners, um, which is kind of weird because they're probably going to play either on the left wing of the second line or they're going to play on the third line. Uh, those names include Jacob Shikrin, Timo Meyer, uh, Luke Shen, and a lot of other players. Luke Shen is well. not a big name. I can't uh, believe you just threw Luke Shen into this list of big name people. What are you doing? No, Luke Nicholas. Shen's pretty good. What are you talking <laughs> no, about? He's not. All I know Luke is you could, is all I know is they could you could go out and get go out and get the guy named Jakob. That's all I know. That's all I know. <laughs> Jakob Chikrin. If the Bruins get Timo Meyer <clears throat> Or Jacob Shikrin or Yakub. I'm rioting. Yeah, I'm, I'm rioting. If they get if they, them to play deep second line or third line, I think it's Absolute. chopped up, and I think that the Bruins win the cup if they're not. Absolute, absolute bullshit. If the Bruins can find a way to somehow get either one of those players, it bullshit. It's rigged. Season's rigged. I'm Kyle joking. thinks everything's rigged. Dude. Kyle it's thinks everything's rigged, dude. I'm joking. I'm joking. Kyle, I don't think I, it's rigged. I'm afraid to ask your thoughts on the most recent election, so please. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. We don't do that here, Steve. Come on. So those names I brought up, uh, including Luke Shen, are some of the bigger names that are on the area of the watch list for all teams. Forgetting Jonathan Tays, uh, Also, Jonathan Tays. I, I was. Wow, you didn't even let me finish. I said some of the names Jonathan Tays, Patrick Kane, both on. On not great teams will likely uh, to be moved around. It's also Ryan O'Reilly and a few other names yeah. that could be moved off the Blues. Um, so it's interesting. Um, we're only touching on it because we're going to really talk about the NBA trade the trade deadline. Uh, but point being, um, it's getting interesting already, which is always a good thing because as you saw at the NBA trade deadline, it started popping off in the last three days. So hopefully the NHL trade deadline does not. Fail. I hope so. I hope it doesn't fail. Uh, I'm worried that if the big name players go early, that the actual NHL trade deadline on March 3rd won't be that exciting. Uh, but I guess we'll wait and see. The, the biggest names right here left are definitely Timo Meyer and uh, Jacob Jacob Chikrin. I think we it's actually Jacob, names. but I just I love saying Jacob. I've heard it's always called Jacob Chikrin. So I'm saying your own name, okay? I'm saying Jacob. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's funny. funny to say. Jacob. Sure. So, uh, what I'm going to ask you, I'm going to be very specific in my wording. Tarasenko. Huh. Yes. Not will he or could he make a difference, but right now. Oh, sorry. Not could he make a difference? Will he make a difference in your mind? In what aspect? Um, the all? Rangers do you want me to do all aspects? They're not technically a lock to make the playoffs, but we're going to assume that they were going to make the playoffs with or without him. Mm -hmm. um, they're already in a good spot. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the playoffs and someone that technically has won before, do mm -hmm. you think that he makes – not technically. He did win. He did uh, win. The Bruins, yeah. mm -hmm. um, as their second or their best – center or second best center, whatever the hell he was at the time. Um, will he make a difference on this team this year? Um, so in short, really quick before I elaborate, yes, I do think he will. Um, first reason is 
he is best friends with Artemi Panarin, who is now his line mate. Uh, they have been best friends for years. They both are from Russia. They both grew up in... The, I'm pretty sure they were from the same hometown. They have been best friends in the league for years. Um, now they play on the same team and on the same line. So right away, there's a massive chemistry that boosts on the roster. Um, second, as you mentioned, Tarasenko has won before. He knows what it takes to play a grind in the playoffs. Because the year that he won, they went to Game 7 against the Bruins, who realistically were the better team. Like, the Blues were the worst team in the NHL on January 1st. And on June 1st, they were playing in the Stanley Cup Final. Literally six months later, the Blues went from the worst to winning the whole thing when the Bruins were by far the better team. So, Tarasenko knows what it takes to win he also if he can be even half of the player he was is still a really good addition he can pass the puck he can shoot well as i mentioned he already scored he's only played two games with the team and he's already scored a goal so i think his um offensive talent that he brings although not as good as he used to be i think it's still better than what we gave up so i think that that will be a win um, his knowledge of playoff success and what it takes to win will help. And he's already got the chemistry with the players. So I do think he does. I do think it, he does bring a lot to the team. And I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be a hundred percent guarantee that we make the playoffs. Like we're still very much something could happen and we lose. We still have to go through very good teams in the Eastern conference. If we do make the playoffs, like the penguins, the hurricanes, and of course the Bruins and lightning are absolute powerhouses in the Eastern Conference. So there is still a lot to do, but I think the addition of Terrence Senko, I think is going very under the radar, surprisingly. I'll, I'll ask you, Kyle. I was uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask, uh, who will make more of a difference, Bo Horvat or Vladimir Tarasenko? <laughs> oh, that's actually kind of tough because I, I, I'm have, I don't know how Bo Horvat is done with the Islanders. I haven't really paid attention to the, the lesser to New York team. Let me know the how they do. The lesser New York team. That's redundant. I don't know the answer, but who's won a championship more recently? I feel like it might be that. Bo Horvat has never won. Are you talking about the Islanders or Rangers? Islanders, Rangers. Uh, Rangers. Rangers won in 93. I wasn't sure. 94, sorry, my bad. Been a long time there, Kyle. Okay, okay. So it's been longer here, for the Islanders. Here's, here's, so. here's the number. So in four games played, Bo Horvat has scored four points and three goals. The Therefore, print. he is doing double the production of Tarasenko. Well, he's <laughs> also played uh, double the amount of goals. So yeah, but point per game versus half point per game. <laughs> well, yeah, no. So I I didn't know what he was doing. So that's obviously really good. So he's obviously clicking with his new team. He obviously feels welcome. Chemistry is there. Um, Spor Horvat is a great player. Um, I was actually very shocked that he re-signed with the team. Uh, so I did not see that coming. So that does. Oh. I, I yes. do think Bo Horvat. I, I another piece, Kyle. So, we didn't so talk about tough. that. It. Yeah, I said yes. this to you earlier. It, the Tarasenko trade is an L, a first and third yes. for six months of a guy if he does not resign. I agree. If so, I don't think. I think it's an L after this year. I think from here to June, it's a W. If he doesn't resign and going forward, absolute L. If he doesn't resign, yeah, because we're, uh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're giving up the future at that. We're, we gave, we're, we're giving up a future for just a rental, and I hate when teams do that. That's 
I, I really hope Tarantenko does kind of feel to stick like what around. he did here because I it agree. feels like Tarantenko wants to hang out with uh, his brothers over in Boston next year. So, well, uh, considering he just got traded to the team with his best friend on it, I don't know how you best how friends don't win championships, Kyle. One, we'll so. see in June. Then. I don't know. We'll I, yeah, we'll see I, the Bruins hoisting a Stanley Cup, big dog. Yeah, I don't think you'll mm -hmm. see in June. I think you'll be Boy. watching the Bruins do it. So. Unfortunately, Kyle, <laughs> the same elementary school days where the power of friendship ain't going to fix shit if your team is terrible. <laughs> this is awesome. not Kingdom Hearts, okay. Kyle. So what? we're going to move on from the NHL. We will be talking more about that over the next three weeks yes. as it unfolds. I'm sure I'm hoping there's big trades because we had the much larger trade deadline, which just ended with lots mm. of huge trades, including the Nets sending the whole farm, the Lakers mm. getting rid of the worst contract in NBA history, and a bunch of good teams doing small moves that will hopefully make a difference, um, including the Celtics. So... Um, Nick, do you, wanna, like the, do you want to share the screen with the uh, trades on sure. it? Sure, I'd be happy to. Really what happened was we had the official end of the uh, failed Brooklyn experiment, pretty much. That is actually a fact. It was the end of the Brooklyn experiment. They did get a decent yeah. haul back, though. They, they did. They got, like, a little bit of a future out of it, but it really just was just, like, five what four ish five ish years something like that of just noise and that's it and nothing to show for it we've already talked about Rui Hachimura for Kendrick Nunn at least a little bit and three second round picks um I did forget that this happened but I knew it did um okay so we're gonna start here um uh they did say they talked about a little bit on last week's podcast but I did miss because I had to watch my niece go to the championship of the eight-year-old's uh basketball league of course uh they did lose but ironically in a league that has a lot of different towns uh there's two teams from their town that both made it to the playoffs and both made it to the championship so their friends won so that's a w w for, for the team so uh, <laughs> anyways <clears throat> I didn't give my thoughts on this because I wasn't here. Neither did I. Um, anywhere Kyrie goes, he infects the team with pain <laughs> and suffering. So I think hey, Nick, up, say I it again, up, please. I think giving up anything other than a dirty dish rag for Kyrie Irving <laughs> is probably too much. Um, I know he's very talented, and if he stays not toxic, this could be a great thing for the Mavericks. Um, I think Luka is the best possible chance because Luka has zero <laughs> negative toxic personality traits so uh, i think that that's the best chance that they have uh Kyrie has to do anything in this league again that's not just be lebron's son and his daddy uh so uh, <laughs> here here we are we'll see how they do um they also want to talk a little bit about uh, to be honest I, in, in general the trade's probably fair um the nets i feel like got like spencer tinwitty i feel like has played almost as well as Kyrie recently um that's so, not true Getting, I know, but like getting a first round pick in two seconds and Doran Finney Smith, like it feels pretty like good. So, so here's the thing about this trade, right? I think package with the Kevin Durant trade overall, I feel like if they were going to get over the experiment, the Kyrie Kevin Durant experiment, <clears throat> they got into the best possible situation moving forward. With this specific trade, <clears throat> I mean, I'm excited to see Kyrie and Luka in the same backcourt because that's the most electrifying backcourt in the league, bar none. I don't care what anybody else has to say. Um, 
Whoa, whoa. You're saying an old man, uh, or sorry, an old looking man and Kyrie Irving are the most electrifying. Yes, absolutely. Those two put it. I think they, I think they average 60 points a game together. I don't, I'm not worried about it. It's literally like having Dirk Nowitzki out there who just looks old (laughs) and and just like a, like a brick. Dude, Luka Doncic gives every unathletic human being out there a dream of playing in the NBA. I don't know. Do you see him not saying not though? saying that Luca is unathletic by the way. He's absolutely a world-class <laughs> athlete who plays in the NBA, but compared to other NBA players, he just looks slow and then he just hits buckets. It's so funny. Not saying that if I put in time be better than LeBron, but the hope <laughs> is there. Also Nick, uh, a dirty uh uh kitchen towel can be thrown in the washer, so there is something redeemable about that. <laughs> If Bro. Kyrie drops 30 points a game, that's pretty redeemable. So I think uh, he I mean, averages about 27, 28. <clears throat> the only problem with Kyrie, right the only problem with Kyrie Irving is that he's not reliable. You don't know whether he's going to play game to game, and you can only sign mm-hmm. him for a one year deal because you don't know whether he's going to want to play basketball for half a year. Kyrie's what has him playing well. Yeah, he's averaging 27 points this year, points a game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure in his first game with them. Uh, I think it was the Clippers game. game. 25.73 mm-hmm. games. The last three games. Mm-hmm. Um, but 42 from three and 48 overall, overall. and seven assists so far. Kyrie has to be okay with not being the number one guy because he didn't seem like he was okay with it in the Nets, and he had to be okay with it with the uh, with the Cavs. I mean, and the Celtics. He was the number one guy, but he was a toxic number one guy. So he did let James Harden be the primary ball handler there for mm-hmm. a while. It wasn't like. Yeah, I don't think he liked it though. Like he barely played during that time, but he caused issues. So I don't. That's the thing. He has to. He has to essentially agree that Luca is better than him, which he is. Here's the thing. I, I mean, Luca is toxic. better than him. He was annoyed to be the son of LeBron when he was in the Cavs. Comes to like, I mean, that comes to the Celtics, and he realizes that he's the man. That's what he wanted, and he's toxic. Then he goes to the Nets. Instead of being toxic, he's just problematic. Because a lot of it, he wasn't even toxic to teammates. He was just stupid off the court and stuff and created a lot of drama. So, I think he won't be toxic with Luka. I think it's going to be, can he finally do what he realized when he LeBron, that LeBron was right? And that there's a lot more bigger things than what Kyrie was thinking about. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we have a lot of trades to get to, so yeah. uh, I must spend too much time on that Kyrie stuff. Would you uh, agree that this is the second biggest one? Like, be- behind the KD um, trade, obviously. This is the third biggest. I think this is the third yeah. biggest, and not because of the names, but because of the impact. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Russell Westbrook trade was such a big yeah. trade. That's fair. Because mm-hmm. of the worst contract in the league. Like, I think that's a huge thing. Um, That's a huge so, W for Lakers I, to get rid of that contract. If anyone can tell me, I know who Dwayne Dedman is. I know, this, thank you, Kenny. Uh, but this is uh, not that, these two trades. <clears> yeah. That move essentially just allowed them to trade Jake, uh, trade Jacob Pertle later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, like, that's no, no, it. His name is Jakob Pertle. Uh, Jakob Pertle. Uh, <laughs> Listen. It's Jacob Shikrin and Jakob Y'all got me messed up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, we don't care I about think you got yourself Edwards. messed up. And the draft right <laughs> I did. David Mishinu. I don't even know what that means, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, this okay. trade was huge. The three-way mm-hmm. Lakers-Westbrook trade. So, this trade is very big because, as you know, 
Uh, D'Angelo Russell was dying to get back on the team that he so badly wanted to leave, of course. <laughs> um, and so now he's back with a much better sporting cast, fortunately for him. Mm -hmm. um, the Timberwolves are are doing well this year. Uh, the Jazz are doing way better than expected. Um, I, if anyone can tell me how the fuck the Jazz are not the worst team in the league. Um, uh, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Because uh, Danny, Danny Ainge is a god, dude. <laughs> He yeah. wasn't what he, he was on the, the Celtics reason. for those five years. Yes, mm -hmm. Christ, bro. He did. Mm -hmm. the, he's doing the exact same thing. It's, yep, the exact same, it's the exact same strategy. It's the same. He's always been that way. I don't. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. So um, let's look at this in pieces. So the Lakers, more importantly than anything that they get, which by the way, not a bad haul. They got rid of the Russell Westbrook contract. So Russell Westbrook is go is done. As a Laker, probably for the better thing. He got into a few altercations with the coaching staff. Uh, Bro. As well as his contract is the worst contract in NBA history, uh, as everyone has noticed. Uh, and now he goes to a team that can deal with his contract and gets another first-round pick. <laughs> so. Um, How many first-round picks is that in the next five years? Like a lot. Uh, they have many. it way too many, dude. <laughs> Let's see. There's yes. like, it's like... 10 to 15, somewhere in that range. I know. Gillis. Jazz draft picks. Dra There's a tracker. That's hilarious. 2023. <laughs> in the first of so this year, they own their own first round pick. The least favorable first round pick between these three teams, which they had Royce O'Neal, mm -hmm. uh, which they got for Royce O'Neal. And then they have Minnesota's unprotected first round picks. They have theirs and Minnesota's. As mm -hmm. well as the least favorable of these three teams. They got three. And then they have. Yeah. Which will probably be pick. Phillies. Right? They then yeah. have uh, first round pick uh, next year. They owe uh, OKC. Uh, they get OKC's first round pick, uh, but it is protected first through 10. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's protected first through 2025. No, they owe that one. Six. Yeah, they don't have. I don't think they, they have a first have round it. pick in 2024. But OKC is almost guaranteed gonna be so if the Jazz are in the top ten, they get to keep the pick. That's what yes. yeah, yeah, yes. And if it, yeah, yeah. And they also and this doesn't feel right. Okay, maybe we're getting a little deeper here. Um, twenty twenty five. This is where it starts to get a little crazy. Mm -hmm. They own their own first round pick. They own Minnesota's first round pick, and they own Cleveland's first round pick. <laughs> yep. Wow. We only care about second round picks. Twenty twenty six. They own their first round pick. They have a first uh, round draft swap with Minnesota and a draft swap with Cleveland. <laughs> uh, and then 2027, they own their first round pick. They have Minnesota's first round pick and Cleveland's first round pick and mm. LA and the Lakers' first round pick, which is protected one through four. Jeez. And 2028, they have their own and a first round draft swap with Cleveland. And tw this is the last year that matters. They have their own 2029 first round pick, Cleveland's unprotected first round pick. And Minnesota's first round pick protected one through five. Bro, that's ridiculous. So <laughs> Literally, they have they four, average like five, six, seven, eight, nine. We're not. It's just they have all, it's fourteen nine, draft picks that they have first nine, round draft yeah, pick. It's ridiculous. That's 11, nuts. 12, 13, 14, 15. and then they owe another one here. So yeah, fourteen in the next five. And years. if and if they don't end up owing because they go in the top ten, they get sixteen. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> so, and that's the next five years. So, um, they're about to have a lot of trade assets. What that feels like to me. Um, so over the next five years, they could fill out their entire roster with first-round draft picks. Yes. 
Yep, I say that's pretty damn good. The Granted, NBA, only like fifteen people. A year, and knowing but... Ainge, knowing Ainge, he's not gonna like trade for anybody. He's just gonna. He's just gonna take him. Like... Um, oh my god! So... Yeah, if you can just fill up your roster with new cheap players, that's pretty damn good. So looking at the Lakers here, because I'm realizing I'm not going fast enough here. Um, D'Angelo Russell. He is a good piece if he's happy to be there. It seems like he's happy to be there. Mm -hmm. Although, I don't think he was too happy he found out via Twitter. But it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> B, so, D'Angelo Russell will probably start. Because they got rid of Pat Bev. Um, so, he's probably starting with... That was LeBron. an underrated move, by the way. Yeah, we're mm -hmm. going to talk about that. It's up here. Um, Malik Beasley is a good bench piece. Like, a good bench yep. piece. Mm -hmm. um, very good bench piece. And Jared Vanderbilt's a deep bench piece, you know, an extra I mean, rotation. He's, really, he's actually really good. Piece. I think Jared Vanderbilt's actually the biggest piece of this for the Lakers. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. What, to hang well, out with? Well, uh, so essentially, yeah, because he can fill in for AD down low. He's a good post defender, which is something that the Lakers have been missing. I mean, Thomas Bryant wasn't a good post defender anyway. But Jared Vanderbilt can also shoot efficiently. It's not like he's an awful uh, offensive weapon, but he goes out, he gets you boards, he does all the hustle things, and he's a good low post defender, something that the Lakers were missing incredibly. It, this trade, as we move on to the next day, it does feel very weird for Minnesota, though. Yeah. Uh, I, Conley's great, but I feel like they gave up a bit here. I have an insight into that. I was reading an article the other day. So, Mike Conley is... Uh, so, obviously, we all know that Mike Conley played with the Rudy Gobert in Utah. We all understand this, correct? Yep. So, apparently, D'Angelo Russell all year has just hated playing with Rudy Gobert, according to this article I read. I think it was either The Athletic or it was on ESPN or something. I forget where it was. Um, but he would, like, visibly and openly complain about hating playing with Rudy Gobert, whereas Mike Conley, on the other hand already has chemistry with Rudy Gobert, so they're hoping that the move from Mike Conley helps them immediately. That's really what they had to do here. Which makes sense realistically when you think of it. Like and they're trying to they're trying to build chemistry again after it kind of devastated them this year, so th well, that does seem like a smart move. The problem was they traded for Rudy Gobert last year. Yeah. Well no, the problem was that they traded for they traded four first round picks for Rudy Gobert. Well, that too. Trading for Rudy Gobert wasn't a big deal. As a matter of fact, I think we all thought it was a great move at the time. I didn't like it. A lot of resources. No, trading for first-round picks wasn't, like, that wasn't smart. We all know that. We can all agree on that. We thought that was an overpriced. I probably never would have moved for him, but anyways. Okay. Yeah. Austin might be the um, only person who didn't like, the, didn't like the trade at the time. Yeah. Um, and then looking at the Jazz, I think the only important thing the Jazz give a shit about is... This is bad for sure. Yep, exactly. I think they already bought out Westbrook, too. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't, he doesn't play there He's anymore. going back to the Lakers. <laughs> that would be hilarious on a good contract, though. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, in my mind, I think this is a W for the Lakers because they got rid of that contract. Honestly, this is probably a W for all three teams. Like, I think this worked out for all three teams in some fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But great for the Lakers to get rid of a an uh, an expensive bench player, pretty much. So good for them. You know who's super yeah. underrated for the Jazz right now? Laurie mm. Markinen. Mm. Bro, Laurie Markinen rose on the Bulls, and then he went to a yeah. different team who has no one, and so now he's their best player. I so, still yeah. think I think he's been underrated compared to being like talked about with everyone else who plays in the Western Conference. I. Like, well, just because there's so much star power in the Western Conference, he doesn't get a lot of credit as being really good. Like, he's a top 20 player in the league right now. 
Like, like stats wise. I'm not saying. Okay, I, I was like, wait. Like, no. Like stats wise. Stats He's the best player on a decent team. So that makes yes. Sense. So yeah. I feel like sure. the I feel like the Jazz are the Seahawks of the NBA, where they were supposed to be the worst team in the league, yeah. and then yeah, like, fire might make. I mean, they're 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 11th right now, so they're not that good, but. <laughs> Yeah, but that's yeah. Yeah. for a playing yeah. spot. Like, ridiculously hot. Yeah, for a so while, they were like up there. For a uh, while, yeah. they were like third in the West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for like the first Which two. Does maybe, just maybe, be, then... I mean, just be in that position at all, considering how terrible they looked. Yeah, I mean, and they have such a good future. You got 14 first-round picks. Like, like, like their GM's got to be excited, but they got to draft well. Yeah. Let's hope they use those picks well in the future. Oh, uh, can everyone raise your right hand? Everyone with their hands raised, who thinks that uh, the Knicks overpaid here? Yep, everyone with their hands raised. Okay. okay yeah. Cool, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. That's I funny. like Josh Hart. I do. He was really good with the Pelicans. Definitely uh, he, was, uh, he was pretty good with the Portland Trailblazers. The only issue was he wasn't that good, and uh, they gave up a lot of uh, young pieces here uh, for a guy who I don't feel like is super proven, including a lottery-protected first-round pick. So I'm a little sussy baka of the old Knicks here. <laughs> Not that they've done anything good in a while. So. If it was just uh, the players or just the pick, I feel like it would be a good trade. Yeah, Having both yeah. there, yeah, slight overpay. Cam Reddish is a super decent young star. Like, he's, he's doing good. If anyone wants to try and yeah. pronounce, I know how to say his last name. Anyone want to try and pronounce Ryan's last name? I have no <laughs> It is Archidiacono. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I'm going to say You played for Villanova. He was a great uh, guard for yeah. them. He is another, he's a deep bench piece, and I'm not going to try and pronounce Svee's last name here, but he's Svee another bench piece. Maybe that is, you know what I think it is? I know it's Mikhailuk. I don't remember if it's um, Svee, it's, it's something else. And then they gave a first round pick. So this feels like a lot for Josh Harp, um, and I don't feel like this is a big impact move for the Knicks who are already struggling to be anywhere around. So, Cam, oh. what's Cam's stats? I don't remember what he was averaging this year. Um, I, I, I'm sure this will bring you right to his stats for the year. Uh, yeah, 8.5. You know, 31% for three. Eh. Yeah. He, um, had, he was on the. He comes off the bench a lot. He was not a starter. Yeah. Uh, so, for what he was supposed to be coming out of college, obviously not great so far. He could turn around, but I'm I mean, okay giving that up for Josh Hart. Look at yeah, all so, of these L's. <laughs> but um, I Look like the, the three players are getting as just wow. young guys. They, he's only played 21 games this year. Wow! He, he wow! A lot. The Knicks, for some reason, the Knicks didn't <laughs> want to play him or Obi Toppin. Like they just, they just don't want to. They didn't want to play either of them. And Ooh, look, at Ryan, look at Ryan Archdiakono. He's really putting out for the team. What's Josh Hart's stats? Let me see what he's doing. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> about nah. the same, to be honest. About, about the, the same. Well, that was just against Cam Reddish. About the same as Cam Reddish. I think that's just oh, against wow. Brooklyn, boys. That was just against Brooklyn. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, nice. go back. That was just against Brooklyn. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes no, sense. his regular season, he's averaging ten, uh, nine and a half, eight rebounds, and four assists. Wait, don't okay. Wait, wait, go back, wait, wait. Go back yeah, go to Reddish. It's the coding. That's the code. <laughs> Why are you looking at Mikael Rich? I did oh do my it. Goodness. It went upwards. It went upwards. Oh, no, that's Cam stats. That's Cam stats. That's yeah, actual so camp stats. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right. Uh, so he had eight and a half. So they're essentially – They're about so the same. What about we're saying same. is is that the Knicks decided, you know, let's not pay regular value. Let's, let's pay overpay. 
let's overpay <laughs> by giving Cam Reddish, who's equal to Josh Hart, and Ryan Archdiakono, who's averaging a nice crisp 0.3 points per game. He's gross. <laughs> and then Mikhail Luke, who's also averaging 1.6 points a game, uh, who's also gross, and a first-round pick. Let's give depth and a first-round pick for someone who's equal to the other person who you're also trading. Who's you know your... what this does? <laughs> this opens up roster spots for the season. For, yes, for not for play Obi Got it. Yo, I if need it, to see the Knicks getting... bring in Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. That'd honestly, be amazing. Honestly, I wouldn't hate that, to be honest. You know who I would hate, though? If they get rid of Obi Toppin. Fucking play him. What the hell are you doing, Thibodeau? Play <laughs> yeah. Obi. Come on. Yeah, Kayvon. Yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau. No, not Yeah, Kayvon. Here's the thing I don't understand about this trade. Why would you trade for a guard when you have Fournier? Uh, you have... Um, we also have RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett and Jalen Brunson. We have Quentin. Don't forget Quentin Grimes. That's true. You got Quentin Grimes. And Andy Manuel so you know quickly. Let's go get, quickly. Let's go get uh, Josh Hart. And I love Josh Hart. I think he's a great player as a role player. But, like, what are oh. we doing? Also, uh, <laughs> yeah. Derek Rose is also still on the team. They are, so. they are, right. new, they are no longer called the New York Knicks. They're called the New York Guards. <laughs> no, no. They're called the New York 76ers the way that they uh, had – all of the, uh, what was it, the centers back when they were trying to figure out who to play. Yeah, yeah, but Joel Embiid is actually, you know, almost an MVP candidate. Yeah, they had to take 100,000 centers. Yeah, they had to move after. Jaleel Okafor and Nerlens Noel after that. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. The Knicks uh, speaking of great centers, Jakob. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics, see, this is one of the guys they're supposed to go in for. They're up for someone different, which we'll see briefly. I'm actually okay um, with who they went with instead. Yeah, so there's mm -hmm. not a ton to talk about here because Ken Birch is a bench piece. Jacopoto's a bench uh, center or a decent. He's a, like, star he's a starter in Toronto. Yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, yeah exactly. Toronto. Toronto, uh, not a great he team. Is still a starter, by the way, uh, who is, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, so there's not a lot to talk about here. Um. W for both teams, really, especially if the whole goal was just for the Spurs to get some more draft capital while they suck. And Popovich, they're just ruining his career. It's fine. Bro, uh, everybody still right. thinks Pop is the greatest coach to ever exist. What are you talking about? He still oh, jeez. They're just wasting the rest of his years. They're he's wasting awful. his career, yeah. You're That's right. what I'm saying. They're wasting, I mean, they're wasting the rest of his years. He's got options. He, he helps the so I will say that. He, they haven't hit anything recently, really. You know, I'll be honest. If the Celtics weren't so good, I'd tell them to come coach here. I mean, to be honest, but the Celtics are pretty good. So, um, okay, let's talk about the biggest trade of the weekend. Yeah, it's a fact. Um, so, I go back and forth. I, th ways, I think that the that, that the Suns overpaid. And then some moments I looked at this, I'm like, I think they might have underpaid. And it, it, it's really a back and forth for me because – in all reality, with Devin Booker on that Suns team, as well as some of the other pieces they have over there, these first four, these four first round picks, excuse me, are going to be late first rounders, which essentially means they're second rounders, which means they're not worth shit in the NBA because you rarely hit beyond the 15th pick in the draft very often in the NBA. It's a known thing. It happens not very often. So, these first four round picks, with the Suns doing well, could be nothing or very little death pieces for the Nets. Jay Crowder, as great and clutch as he is on the Celtics, on the Cavs, on any team he's been on, 
he is a journeyman. He is older, and he is always a bench power forward. Kind of what he's always been. He's defensive, three-point guy who just is always plays the bench. Cam Johnson is a young piece who is still kind of working his way through the world of the NBA. Oh, wow, man. He's, yeah, uh, pretty he good. He's averaging 14 on a good Suns team. He will probably average significantly more on the uh, on the Nets. Um, we'll see when he has his uh, first game. Um, but he's he's good, and obviously Mikel Bridges, who looked fantastic in his first game, um, he had 23 points uh, against uh, the 76ers and almost won that game. Um, the more important piece of that. Uh, was in the other trade with Spencer Dinwiddie hitting that nasty three-pointer to almost tie the game and go to overtime. Mm -hmm. uh, did anyone else see that? Spencer Dinwiddie hitting a 40 mm -hmm. with Saw a highlight of it, yeah. Ruled off. Yeah. So. Or waved off. The reason why I go back and forth, and this is where I, please feel free to jump against or with me here, is that I look at Kevin Durant. If he's healthy, he is a top five player in this league. I Easily. don't know if he's top three because, to be honest, Jason Tatum's outplayed him, and I probably put Tatum at around that three to five mark as well, as well as you have Luka at first probably or Giannis at first and Luka at second, however the hell you want to put him. That third through five spot's up for, up for Bard, but LeBron's still here. Tatum's been playing lights out, and there's many other good or great players. Don't forget Steph Curry's still around. Steph Curry's mm -hmm. still there, although he hasn't looked like – Steph I don't. Curry of I don't think ago. Steph and LeBron are top five anymore. I do. I'll be bro. LeBron definitely. LeBron's yeah. playing at a whole other level. That's around there. That's besides mm -hmm. the point. I was just saying. Point I being, don't think they're. I look at it and I'm like, okay, he could still be a top five player as he got three through five, guaranteed. A look. And if you're putting him with Devin Booker, this just feels like the Warriors without. It's not quite the Warriors, because it's not Steph and Clay. It's Devin Booker and a very old Chris Paul. So, I go back I mean, and forth because all right. it's, it's how much I credit Kevin Durant. That's I'm why I go back and forth. I'm going to preface this with the fact that I love Kevin Durant as a basketball player. I think he's a great basketball player. He has yet to prove to anybody that he can lead a team and be the number one on the team and win a title. Mm -hmm. He has yet to do yeah. so. And, I mean... Barring a one-inch mark on his foot, that may be a whole different conversation. Considering, you know, when the Bucks sure. run it, literally, if he has less, like an inch less on his foot, he probably hit the three. Um, or if he doesn't choke against the Warriors. <laughs> so I think this trade comes out in the wash as a pretty even one. So I think yeah. both the Suns and the Nets won the trade deadline. To the point where the Nets got back what they needed to get back for Kyrie and KD. To, not, yep. to still be competitive now while also not mortgaging their future. Because I still think they yep. can make the playoffs this year. They won't contend for a title, obviously, but mm -hmm. they're still going to be relevant and they're still going to have these pieces moving into the future. What I don't know about the Suns, right, is that, again, I don't know whether Kevin Durant can lead a title contending team like by himself. I mean, I know Devin Booker and Chris Paul are the leaders of the Suns locker room, but Kevin Durant immediately becomes the best player in the Suns locker room. They also have DeAndre Ayton. I don't their bench is awful at this point. They are relying on the starting 5. KD's probably playing the 4. TJ Warren play, probably playing the 3. And I don't know what else you have after that. So, 
This move is to go and win a title. They have Kevin Durant for three years. He's under contract for the next three years. If they don't win a title in the next three years, Brooklyn has won this trade without a thought process. Agreed. The issue still becomes... Oh, if we learned anything last year, depth matters because the two deepest teams in the league were in the championship, and yep. they both still got tired. And yes. Went, yep. So, and the Celtics got deeper. The Celtics are like, fuck you. We're getting deeper. <laughs> Because if we get there, we're not going to be tired. And and the Warriors said, fuck you. We're also going to get a little bit deeper. Because yeah. you're going to be tired again. <laughs> and so that's where we are. <clears throat> and so the I think got beat by the Mavericks last year. Yeah, I've, I, I made a joke post about it being like all that just to lose to Kyrie and Luka in the second round. I don't actually believe that. I just think it's funny. Uh, I, also, I, hope they get, I hope they get to face each other in the final. I mean, the final. Mm. Well, yeah, in the Western Conference final. That would be no matter what. Awesome. Uh, Kyrie's gonna do something to to screw his team over. Like he's gonna flip everybody off at home again. So <laughs> then the team's just gonna get swept. So I'm not too worried about him. Um, I think the Nets here did a really good job. Obviously, you got stuff for your future with the first round pick stuff, but Mikal Bridges is a guy you can build with. I mean, really good young guy still. Cam Johnson, you know, may still develop. Um, and they've got other really good young players there, like Cam Thomas, guy who just had for the first uh, 40 points, yeah. To, yeah, in three straight games. Nicholas um, Claxton's pretty good. Yep, so they got a young team over there. Kind of reminds me of how they were right before the Kyrie and Kevin got there when they just made the playoffs with um, D'Lo. Uh, D'Lo, yeah, and Dinwiddie and. Yeah, those guys. Team. Talk about full circle oh. for Dinwiddie. <laughs> right? He's probably pissed. Honestly, he might be happy, but he's probably pissed because he got traded away and he was pissed about it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he just went from being with Luke and now he has to be over there with nobody. Well, no, he was pissed we got traded away from the Nets because he really liked oh, oh, He yeah, really yeah. loves being in Brooklyn, so he's probably pretty happy, but he was pissed at the org when they traded him away. Yep. yep. For so, uh, not that I blame him, though. I, I think it is kind of a wash, but at the end of the day, like this could go either way. Like if the Suns win a championship or in contention for the next three years, it's like it's all worth it. Yeah, but if it's if the, if they aren't, which it's very likely they aren't, because the Warriors are still a thing, the Mavericks are still a thing. If you get to the finals, Jokic is, is still existing. Yeah, here's the thing: we also can't sleep on the Lakers either. Man, how the rest of this goes? We didn't There's even a lot going on in the West. We didn't even talk about Jokic when you're talking about the top three players in the league. By the way, Nick. Uh, right, he's so, not top three. He's top five. He is top five. I'm just he's saying, like, we didn't five. even throw that name out there. He's another, he's another name up there in the top five, top ten conversation. Yeah. Did you say Embiid too? No, I, I don't not. remember. Like, I didn't no? go okay. through a list in my head, guys. No, Bro, I, I, I'm just making sure <laughs> we're doing due diligence. Anyways, uh, point being, you know who the real winners of this trade are? The top three teams in the Eastern Conference. Oh, yes. facts. <laughs> yes. The Bucks and the 76ers. <laughs> Why? Because you've now essentially guaranteed that you are the top three teams in the East. However that yeah. pans out, Bucks have won 10 straight, Celtics have won 5 straight, they're still a game and a half ahead, and then the 76ers are right there. This is guaranteed that they are the top three teams in the, in the yep. East. I definitely don't want to play Brooklyn, because there's something about it, This it makes me feel like they're going to be a different team than one we swept last year. They're definitely going to be a first round of the playoffs kind of upset team for sure. I think that Depending on how they mesh and everything like that, Dinwiddie and some of these other guys are guys that just, you know, they're going to have nothing to lose to play for, and those teams always scare you in that first. Um, where even though they probably won't take any of those teams down, 
I think they're going to push them to make the next couple rounds harder. So, well, I'll say this, Austin. I genuinely think last year, as a Celtics fan, I was scared because I felt like you could lose at any moment. This year, it's full, just like the Celtics seem to be, I don't give a fuck attitude. I'm going to beat anyone and everyone because we should have won last year, and we don't care. Oh, so, I agree. I genuinely but... am not scared of a single team in the East, and I'm only a little bit scared of the Warriors, and that's it. Yep. Like, I'm not really scared of anyone else. So, I mean, I think I'm, I'm really still scared, scared of the but... Suns with that starting five. I know their bench isn't great, but like you have to worry about the Suns at this point. You say that. But if the starters of the Suns score 80 points, right? Yeah. And the bench scores 25. Yeah, it's 105. 105. The Celtics starting five, is, if it's healthy, which it will likely be by the playoffs, is probably going to also score 80 or 90. And our bench, Malcolm Brogdon averages like 20 points a game. Didn't alone. Derek White drop 33 on his own yesterday? He just dropped uh-huh. 33. Or two, so, was it two nights ago? I can't remember. The one uh-huh. He dropped 33. That's that's just two people. I didn't talk about anyone else. You Grant Williams, who had 30 points once last pro season. There's a list of people who are going to score a lot more than their... Rob Williams I, with a double-double, pretty much. Don't even mention the fact that Peyton Pritchard's still just sitting there lurking. Yeah, mm-hmm. he should have got traded, no offense. He's just, he was valuable. So, point being, um, I, it matters a lot. Um, I know you're scared of top five. I agree. But they would have to score, in my opinion, over 100 points in their top five to win a game. I I mean, but they're capable of it. Like, they're capable of doing that. They are. Are they capable of doing that four times in a seven-game series? In Against games? the defense of this team now without Macau Bridges? No. Who's still, by the way, the Celtics are still one of the best teams in the defense, defensively in the league. No, I know. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you reverse. can't discount the Suns at that point. <laughs> yes, I agree. Okay. No, they don't scare us the same way. Yeah, more so, trades get through as well as a few other topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Muscala was the center that the Celtics ended up going with. Great pickup. Backup center. Mike Muscala is always kind of a name that's been around. It's just Justin Jackson, two second round picks. Second round picks almost always <coughs> are worth nothing. So. And Justin Jackson was worth nothing. <laughs> yep. Um, Throw away trade. Th- Thomas Bryant and uh, Devon Reed, this isn't a huge one to talk about. If you're seeing second round picks only, it's really not a huge trade unless there's big players mm-hmm. Yep. We then saw another trade here uh, where Makai Luke got moved now to the Hornets. I praise the Lord for him. Uh, <laughs> at least he has LaMelo. LaMelo is still, still ghost, gross. Yep. Um, Matisse Thibel, the defensive legend who can only shoot some threes and then defensively is good, is now in Portland. He can enjoy Dame. And Jay McDaniels, not a, excuse me, not a huge trade. Uh, Matisse Thibel is can be really good. He's really good on the Australian team in the World Cup. So, um, another Knicks trade, by the way. Dre yep. Crowder goes to the Bucks, which is probably best case scenario for him. That's not like the Celtics. If the Celtics needed him, is a team mm-hmm. that, that doesn't need uh, that just needs pieces, and he's a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, George Hill and Serge Ibaka, or Serge Ibaka, if you will. Uh, these are all <laughs> just like I feel like cap dumps to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nets get two more picks. Jay Crowder is now a piece for the Bucks. That's and all. that's a big... Jay, I was just going to mm-hmm. say, Austin, I that's think that, not Jay small. Crowder, that Jay Crowder pickup for the Bucks is definitely going to be big for them. I'm that's still big. taking Grant Williams yeah. over Jay Crowder right now. And that's who he's, who he's going up against. They're both... Well, here's the thing. They can throw him at Tatum. They can throw him at... It makes him able to switch more. And if, you know, what's his name? Uh, 
God, I can't think of his name. He was injured. It's their shooting guard. Chris Middleton. Thank you. If Middleton, you know, misses playoff time or stuff like that, like last year, there's another piece to just help with that, offset that. Yes. Really good pickup for them. I agree. But it feels like Jalen and Jason are both better this year. And they've yes. been here. Pretty like in a pretty good way. So I agree. Um, and I think the team as a whole is better, but still. Yeah. Um, we don't need to talk about Highland. I don't even know. He's got bones. I don't know, bro. Um, <laughs> don't care about this one. He's in a trade, we don't care. Um this, this one's actually kind of cool. cool. It's, yeah, I agree. Very cool. The five second round picks don't matter. <laughs> but the cool part is is that Sadiq Bey goes to the Hawks, as if Trey Young needed more help. Oh, by the way, he does. Um, James Wiseman, who's been a very underutilized center for the Warriors, which I actually was super scared of him last year when he was on Robert Williams, so I'm kind of glad he's gone. Um, goes to the Pistons, where he's going to grow with that super young core which is going to be fantastic. Those Pistons are going to be really good in a couple of years, like really, really good. Um, and then Kevin Knox, who's been a kind of backup center most of his career, goes to the Warriors. I am not scared of him whatsoever. So, wait, 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 wait. I don't understand the Wiseman thing for the Nets. It's still, I mean, not the Nets, the, the Warriors. The I don't Pistons. either. No, the no, Pistons doesn't make sense because they got Jalen Duran and they already have yeah. another center and they're in the Victor one Banyama sweepstakes. Like, I so don't it makes no that. sense. Sadiq Bay was much better. Uh, I think they have a future. No, they do, but I just, what are they doing? Like, trading Sadiq Bay makes no sense. Wasn't James Wiseman the top? Yeah, he was number two. Yeah, so, like, it's not, like, they want to get that out of him because he will probably get there eventually. I Uh, mean, but you, I just, Jalen Duran is averaging eight and eight in his first year. That's good. And he looks really good. You've got, you know, I mean, even if he's only a back and center, probably going forward, you have, um, Cade Cunningham obviously is your point guard. You've got Killian Hayes as a point guard, shooting guard, whatever. However, they want to play that. Um, he's looking better. Jaden Ivy, point guard. Um, and then you have uh James Wiseman now. But if you get Victor Wamanyama, because you have to pick him if you be, if you get the first pick. So I don't know. Imagine taking I mean, Scoot Henderson over Victor Wambanyama. So. As the Celtics, I continue to forget that we have Blake Griffin on our team, and he continues yep. to be and do exactly what he's supposed to. He should be a backup center and do it well. Backup center, yep. back power forward, hit a few threes randomly, just be a Get big boards. Yeah, just randomly. And I continue to forget he's on the team, and he continues to make a difference. Um, I think him in the playoffs is going to be actually pretty big. Um, I think he's going to be on another level because he was so close to a championship with that Clippers team, and he wants it so bad. Like, he is towards the end of his career. He wants it so bad. Um, I think if he gets any time, I think he'll play hard. I don't know if he'll play well when it comes to, like, shooting and stuff. Because sometimes he hits those threes, and sometimes you're just like, dude, you look terrible. (laughs) I need him for the boards, though. I don't need my center shooting a ton of threes. Griffin is a shell of himself. Like... Drastically, but that's why he's a backup center, not a starting center. Um, point actually, he's a third string center. The reason why that came to my head, yeah, kind of. Um, because the Lakers got Mo Bamba, which I, when Mo Bamba came out of draft, he was expected to be a super great prospect. He's still a good prospect, but he hasn't been amazing for the Magic. He's been good, but he's been amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, the Lakers kind of shed some more old men, um, and Pat Bev and got a young. 
center who could make a difference and allow AD to play a little bit more power forward. Which is exactly well, what he wants to do anyway. Exactly what he wants. So, um, Obama just stand at the bottom of the hoop with his hands up and he'll be fine. Unless he's playing like Robert Williams or something like that. Um, Magic are doing something special out there. They are being very sneaky. They're not going to be anything like super special this year, but next year I think Magic are someone to keep an eye out for in the Eastern Conference. Not they saying are. they're going to be like super competitive, but like they're definitely making noise. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is only two more trades here. Um, we don't really care. Like Josh Richardson's cool. He's a bench piece. Um, so is Devontae Graham and four <laughs> second round picks. There's not a lot to talk about here. Um, the last trade we'll talk or about second really round picks. Um, Memphis Grizzlies seems like they just wanted to get rid of Danny Green for some reason. Um, the thing is that the Rockets, from my understanding, then cut Danny Green. Um, so there's a chance uh, he ended up signing with the Cavs, I think. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Real quick. Danny Green. I'm pretty sure he signed with the Cavs. Um, Cavaliers reached deal. So, yes. Um, he ended up signing with the Cavs. Um, this is just like cap dump. Yeah, right. It's just cap dump. Uh, and then Eric Gordon is the only like big piece here because um, he's like decently subpar sometimes. But they end up getting three second round picks. There's a lot of just second round picks being thrown around, it uh, feels like. Um, <laughs> they though? mean absolutely nothing. Eric Gordon's the best piece here, and he goes to a contending Clippers team who has been contending what feels like forever and has yet to do really anything worth anything. So we'll see if they do it this yep. year. Um, okay, that is our NBA trade deadline. And, Lots of stuff going on. Uh, our kind Shout of important piece to uh, Devontae Graham, though, for still being a, a guard from uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Where did he play? Uh, I forget the name of the school. It wasn't Hold that. On. It wasn't that one that's right next to Plymouth, right? Or was it Tilton Academy? Like it definitely wasn't Holderness because I'm pretty sure my boss no. would not shut up about it. He coaches that he coaches that Holderness, so of I'm course, sure I would, dude. Nev- I would never hear the end of it. Uh, but... be, I feel like it'd be like Phillips Exeter Academy. Or I right. forget what I forget what I was looking at, but I saw there was a professional. Oh, it was that it was Brewster. Because uh, uh, he's from he's from Raleigh, North Carolina. He went to Brewster. I don't know what Brewster is. It's it's where a lot of the. Yeah. It's where a lot of the pl- um, players go when they're coming up to New Hampshire to play. Yep. Speaking I mean, of your boss, dog. Uh, <laughs> what'd you say? I said, Go speaking ahead. of your boss, he's in the chat. Ah, there he is. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Dave. Awesome. Hey, how, uh, okay. Kyle, how's your boss doing with this extra, what, 25 grand he just got from the Super Bowl or something like that? <laughs> he's doing, as far as I know, very well. I don't know the exact number, but. Hey, if he wants to make a donation to the podcast, he's more than welcome. I don't think you want. I think he, I think he needs to make a donation to Kyle's betting. <laughs> my bet, my oh my! I thought you said like my betting. Like, no, your like, betting. Yeah. No, like, yeah. your sheets like, are. Yeah. 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 Kyle invested yeah. maybe a razor yeah. for the rat mustache. I, I made a whoa. I had a profit from last night. So listen here, Austin. My betting is doing it just did. fine, and yet he still okay. won't buy a TV. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's not that important. Wait, you said if the Chiefs won, you'd buy a TV. Chat, bro, Chat, you, you don't have a TV. The sad like. 24 no, inch, just sad. trying to he do its best. Hasn't upgraded, he hasn't upgraded, yeah. and so I give him crap for it because I know he can. And so now that he won the bets he said he did, he has to buy one. So I will buy a TV when I triple my money. Because oh my god, it just, oh I mean, my goodness. Okay, uh, speaking anyway. of that, that's how you know he's a better. 
Speaking of uh, the NFL, oh wait, the XFL, XFL, as in the extra large football league, um, we we check in today to the XFL, which is starting. The first game is Saturday. 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 Uh, the Vegas Vipers versus the Arlington Renegades. Uh, there are also another game that day, which is the Orlando Guardians versus the Houston Roughnecks, as we love the Roughnecks. And then the final two are the other two games, which are the St. Louis Battlehawks, the San Antonio Ramas, the Seattle Sea Dragons. Yo, roll Sea Dragons. Wait, Nick, Yo, I'm rooting Sea Dragons all day. Somebody pull up these logos. <laughs> pull up these, these logos. logos are these are hilarious. <laughs> they are, they're so bad, they're good. Look <laughs> how goaded. Look how goaded this like is. But all the Look rest at of this. The sea dragons. <laughs> Look at the goods. Bro. It looks like they use like... clip art from Microsoft Word. Bro, the sea dragons is literally just one of the stock images they use for like one of those medieval like iPhone games for like <laughs> yes. a faction of dragons. It's literally what this is. Again, this this logo is kind of dope. I don't like any of the other ones. The Orlando Guardians look so bad. That what really is that? Bad. What even is, is that? It's some animal. Wait until you see their uniforms. They are ugly. Is that Bro, they could have gone with like a knight or something. Their their nickname they're, is the no, Guardian. Of is the kind of Bro, I would prefer the Rocky Raccoon over the crap they have right there. Welcome to Nick's <laughs> yeah. uh, Ticketmaster. Look at these ticket prices. <laughs> Who wants to go see subpar? That's too much. Yo, I would go for twenty four bucks. I would, do I would that. go for twenty four bucks. How much does it like If they were playing it like if they, they were have up a, in like they July, have a four pack offer for eighteen dollars. $128. What's the sideline package? I want to be down on the sideline. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not I'm not very frequent with how to use this website. Wait, Yo, this, they have, we could have... Nick, Nick, they have a uh, four-pack for $18 each. Oh. That's wait. amazing. Where's that at? Look, look on the side. It says that... Oh, shit. Wait, $31 each. Oh, we got to sit over here? Wait, where is the stadium, by the way? Is this, is it's this in Arlington, it's, Texas. That's Arlington, that Texas. Is... What's the closest one to us? Uh, uh, for DC. Yeah, that would be DC. Guys, okay, well, it costs more to park anywhere in Boston overnight. This is insane. Yeah, um, <laughs> anyway. I don't really feel about any of this. Yeah. Other than it's probably going to be just like the USFL, which is subpar football. However, it's connected with the NFL, which means it'll be more relevant. Yes. I am excited to see how these new, how like some of their rules are. I particularly like the uh, scoring after touchdowns, where it's not just a simple kick the extra point. They actually have to try and score. It's like they have to do two point conversions, but it's two. It's for one extra point, two extra points, or three extra points. Yeah, based on the distance, right? I love based it. Based on the difference. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited to see like that aspect because mm -hmm. I think uh, that's kind of cool. Since we're talking about them doing rule changes. Did any yes. of you see Travis uh, and Jason Kelsey on their podcast talking about the rule changes they wanted to see happen? No. No, I no. did not. I would love to quickly talk about just a few of them. Okay. They were hilarious and then great and a great topic let's for wait, us. Let's, can we wait till after the Super Bowl yeah. Re yeah, uh, reaction for that? Yeah, yeah we got to get right. Super Bowl. That's good, that's good. I think yeah. we could almost wait till next week so we can have an actual list and talk that's about true. it. That's true. We can do that. We can do that. Because um, okay. football's over and we need stuff. <laughs> so Super Bowl happened. Uh, honestly, it was about three quarters of a really good game, maybe three and a half quarters of a really good game, and then oh, a very, so very boring end to the game. Oh. Not, just, not just with the call or whatever. It just got really boring. It was all time possession waste. There wasn't any big plays or anything. But the, the first Chiefs scored quarters, 17 points in the fourth quarter. 
That's very good. That's yeah. Like that's why he said that's why he said three and a half. Because mm -hmm. the first fourteen were cool, the last three were boring and kind of rigged. So, uh, just no, <laughs> don't go there. Don't no, do that. Don't do that. No, it's rigged. No, I can't wait to get my two cents on this. It was rigged right. for Kyle's money. Let's, okay, so the Chiefs won thirty-four, thirty-one, or whatever. Thirty-eight, thirty-five. Honestly, it was. So here's the thing. The, in my opinion, it's gonna be so much fun. There, the game was really good. I would have been fine with either of the teams winning. I just don't like how the Chiefs won with that call that gave a free first down when it should have been fourth and eight. Um, and should have kicked a field goal. There would have been about two minutes left or a minute left. and Or about two minutes. And the Eagles would have had two timeouts left. And they would have, or one timeout left, and they would have been able to have a chance to go down the field with a great kicker who could have very well tied up the game. So, or more for that matter. Um... I don't like the call. We're going to get plenty of opinions on this. It was not called that same way all game. And then it seems like a not great call anyways. I know what James Bradbury says. That's the only way he'd be able to live it down for himself. Uh, is by doing that. Because blaming the refs is a black hole. Because nobody, the league doesn't give a shit about blaming the refs. The I don't think the Eagles should have won. I think that they had a really good chance to. And I think they were, that chance was taken away from them. And that's really how I feel. Um, the Chiefs still won. I'm fine that they won. Um, I just feel like the Eagles got an opportunity to take it away from them. Um, I guess I'll let Steve go first. He's close. I, I got to I mean, one thing I will say, I mean, it sucks. I, I feel like a, a call like that, even though, I mean, the wide receiver was kind of making for a break and he did kind of get his arms around him. It's really tough in the space of that game. Also, if you were to look at the color of the player's gloves, uh, I didn't realize this. I actually, uh, I was watching Colin Coward today, and I actually looked this up after. So Belichick, whenever he would play, depending on the color of jersey of the players, he would actually mm -hmm. have his players wear different colored gloves. So it was harder to see a hold. But anyways, um, the one thing we, we can't take away, though, is this was the best pass rush in the entire NFL. They didn't get a single sack on Mahomes. Uh, I don't know what they injected into Mahomes or what, how many lines he had in his nose, but he was oh booking it all God. over the field, oh and I thought that was incredible. But we can't take away from this was a defense that should have been built to beat the Chiefs, and then you had an offense that could have wasted a lot of time. I mean, the Eagles were up 10 points in the first half. Why? Because they ran the ball and kept Patrick Mahomes off the field. But then not only did Patrick Mahomes play great, both of those touchdowns where Andy Reid was like, cool, this is a team that really loves to see your motion at the beginning of the play. Any line of scrimmage motion, and they take advantage of that. And so the Chiefs were like, cool. Or Andy Reid was like, cool, I'm just going to fake a motion and then just have a guy double back into the corner of the end zone and just have a wide-open touchdown. They did that twice to the Eagles. And the Eagles did not adjust after that one stop. They tried to say, let's stick to what we know worked, which what worked arguably still against not a lot of very elite quarterbacks. I mean, no matter how which quarterback they played, none of them match up to Mahomes. So I think the Eagles lost this game fair and square. The call sucks. It does. But I still think the Chiefs did we're still in a very good spot to win that game they probably could have gone at a fourth and eight 
and very likely could have gotten it because of how smart of a play caller Andy Reid is and how incredible a player Patrick Mahomes is. He could have run for that first down, an eight-yard run. He could have done that too. And also thrown out quick to Travis Kelsey. So even though the call sucks, it's still the Chiefs just made the better adjustments in the second half, and they just were the better team. So the call doesn't help. The call sucks. It does, but it doesn't change as much as people think. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want me to go last? Or do you guys want? Me to I just want the last word, my... so you can go. Let, let him go. Okay. First, I will happily accept formal apologies uh, since what? I was the only one who predicted the team correctly. Second, no. I will admit I am an idiot, and although I can predict the team to win correctly, I am very, <laughs> very incorrectly cannot do the score. Um, as I was very, very wrong, I underestimated just how bad the Chiefs' defense was going to be. Or um, how good the Eagles' offense was. Yeah, that too. Um, but <laughs> For, I thought they were going to win by said, 40. I said 21. <laughs> Hold up. I said 21. It's terrible that you said the Eagles would get 14. <laughs> they, had that that the end, they had that by they the end of the first quarter, bro. Let yeah. me say my <laughs> shit. Y'all didn't interrupt. You all didn't interrupt. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh my yeah. We're just Anyway. I know. I love I love You're the, the only I one we back. shouldn't interrupt, not. <laughs> oh, we just hate you. Just anyway, anyway. Um Chiefs the, there were a lot of calls that went missed all game long. I felt that the holding call was the right call because it should have been called all game long. So because it should have been called all game long, I feel like calling it in the most important time of the game is where, like you have to call it at all points in the game, whether it's the first minute of the game, middle of the game, or the last minute of the game. A penalty is a penalty. Was it a tic-tac-y penalty, as Jake has said, as, Tiki -tac as fuck. Steve said? <laughs> As many sportscasters across Fox and ESPN said, was it tic tac call? Yeah, sure. Was, oh, it yeah. A whole, was the hold egregious? No, it was pretty run-of-the-mill that happens on almost every play. But it was a hold. He did grab his jersey. He did pull him a little bit. It was a hold. That was what the rule book says. That is how it's supposed to be. It is a hold. Yeah, the rule book Should they sucks. call it more? Yes, they should have called it more throughout the entire game. As Steve said, I don't think that play drastically impacts the full game. Because I think there were other plays that did. Now, granted, that does impact how the Eagles play the final minute of the game. That does drastically impact what their drive will be, yes. But there were other plays leading up to that that the Eagles should have capitalized on. They didn't have a single sack the entire game, as Steve said. This is one of the rated one of the best defenses in the whole league. They didn't get a single sack on a supposed to be an unhealthy Mahomes coming into this game. Like he has a high ankle sprain, and he was still able to run all over him and not get a sack on this team. Mahomes also only had one incompletion in the entire second half of that game, and that was a throwaway pass. So, like, the Eagles defense could have put a little bit more pressure on Mahomes to force him to throw the ball away more. They didn't do that. They, so... To say that one play, I do have, I'm do. i not a big fan of Nick Sirianni, but I will say his interviews after the game did really... I, I was very impressed with how he handled that game. He could have easily said the refs threw, that, threw us a bad call and it was us, but he said what impressed me was 
there isn't just one call that ruins the game. There were a lot of things we were outplayed, and that's how it goes. And he's right. The Eagles were outplayed. I I think the Eagles were outcoached. I think Andy Reid definitely was the better coach in that second half. Um, oh, by far. I, 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 what hurts really is being outscored in the fourth quarter. Being outscored seventeen to eight is really what lost them the game. Like, you can't if you're going to allow seventeen points and only score one touchdown. Also, th- that drastically impacts it. So, I, was it a tic tacky call? Yes. But I think it was the right call. I, 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 I think, and I, I threw a tantrum, basically, when the Bengals lost to the Chiefs, um, mostly because I lost a lot of money um, <laughs> in Cincinnati. Um, but I was very unhappy with how that game was called from the refs. But I was, as of the more I, like, saw and the more, like, plays I saw, I realized that it really wasn't that bad. I was just mad because I was in the losing end of it. And I think that's really, like, it's a lot different for me because I'm on the winning end of this call. So it's a lot different coming into it. But like I've come to realize in the Cincinnati game, those were the right calls then. I think this is the right call now. So that's just where I'll... I'll end Let me ask Jake. You can go. I got the last word they, because I've got some things about they, it being no. the right, right call. First off, it is not the right call. Oh, not boy. the right call. No, no, it's not. And I'll show it to you. You want to see the call? The fact that you said he grabbed his jersey is a bunch of bullcrap. We can he look did. at it again. No, he didn't. You want to see it? Uh, let me show you right now. Oh, oh. dear lord, don't get it. Because <laughs> we, we gotta, we gotta pull this up for everybody just to see in case they didn't see it or anybody that watched Actually, it. Actually, can we see it because of copyright? Yeah, it, it, no, because no, this is fair use because of uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, I'm not too worried about us getting copyright stricken. Can you guys see it? We're good. So, hold on. Watch this, Kyle. You mm-hmm. tell me where you really see anything that's worth a hold call on pulling on a jersey. Mm-hmm. Right there. Right there. It right was before there. and right there. Watch right this, watch there. this, watch this. There's no holding that on that. You're calling, you're calling, you're calling this. Are you this. kidding, Austin? This. Yeah, when he Look, breaks right away, right yeah, right, right there. Right, right there. there. And right there. Right there. Where's, where's oh. there any pullback on him? Nothing, nothing. Just they the never call that. They never call that because that is not holding no it's not yes. no it's not if gene yeah. spirator says it it's not holding he is the guy when it comes to calls we all He's like been him wrong before though oh. no if we're gonna if we're gonna go back through all of the nfl all of the games all the stuff we're gonna talk about what should or shouldn't be holding that shouldn't to me never be holding because Juju gets separation the entire time. He is not like, when we're talking about holding, you see the jersey get pulled and stretched and he can't get away from it. And there's clearly no way he's getting that. Patrick Mahomes sees him getting away, sees that there's maybe a little bit of hand, like not hand fighting, but there's hands on his jersey, stuff like that. He throws it over him to get the play called to him. If, if Mahomes doesn't throw that ball over in that direction, that's not getting called. I guarantee you that's not getting called. But anyways, huh? do I think it's the worst call that's ever been done by the refs? Definitely not. I think you no. can call it by the letter of the law. They're allowed to call that. Do I think it's the wrong call? Yes. So I give that to you, Kyle. And in the end, it's not the thing that costs them the game. No. I mean, you come out of the half. So I will say this. What? All of a sudden, Juju's just a god? Like, you had him shut down the whole time. Travis Kelsey was there, but he wasn't, like, dismantling them. And nothing else was really happening for them that first half. If Jalen doesn't drop the ball for a touchdown 
guess what? They still don't lose that game. So there's a lot mm -hmm. the Eagles could have done that was better. Jalen drops the ball for a return. Uh, such, I mean, a fumble return. such a bad fumble. Terrible. Such I mean, literally, literally just drops the ball. Like, that's mm -hmm. terrible. And then in the second half, um, you're not going like to a Daniel Jones level where, where is Devontae Smith in that second half? He had some stuff, but A.J. Brown goes silent? I mean... The fact that Jalen Hurts just wasn't seeming to, like, run as much as he was in the first half. He wasn't scrambling around and just dismantling that defense the same way. I mean, they were pushing to his left a lot more in that second half. I think they made that a point to really close that right side so he couldn't get away and, and make those big passes he did early on. But overall, the Chiefs stepped up, and they won. And I can't fault them for that. I mean, Nick Sirianni did get out coached in that second half. He did a great, masterful first half. And Andy Reid just said, hey, Yep, we got to step it up. As Travis Kelsey said afterwards, he said, hey, we weren't playing for each other. We weren't doing all these things that we said we needed to do, and they came out and they did it. And that's why they're the team that tends to come back now. They're basically what the Patriots were at one point. But do I think that was the wrong call? Yes. Especially as we've already all said, if you haven't called that all game, you can't mm -hmm. call it then. That's just the wrong thing. If, if Once they've set their bar, whatever it is, like if you want to say that should be called every, every game, fine. Like that's what you call. But I've seen way worse not called and also like we said you haven't called that all game the chiefs were doing it the eagles were doing it throughout the game and you that that's the one you decide on why because it's because Patrick Mahomes threw the ball I, i'm i guarantee you if that ball doesn't get thrown to him it's not. but go ahead jake no honestly austin you took the words right out of my mouth if you haven't been calling that all game which we saw it on both sides it was both the chiefs and the eagles essentially holding each other's receivers constantly all game, at least in that kind of context where there's hands on them, maybe the jersey gets tugged a little bit. It's uh, the Super Bowl, you let them play. It is what it is. Quickly, uh, Maria's locked out, so I'm going to go get her. You're good, <laughs> <Right> bro. <back. laughs> also, Jake, She you said know she had her keys. Better? I just want this on the record. She said she had her keys. All right, I'll be back. But he's up, not even five yards down the field yet. So that necessarily doesn't matter with holding. Okay. Um, like the black, like, like black letter rule book yeah. that doesn't matter as much with holding but you haven't been calling it all game you don't call it with two minutes left in the Super Bowl you just don't you let them play and literally the only thing that happens at that point is the Eagles get a minute and a half to go down the field and tie the game or do something else so I don't think that's the defining moment of the football game it allowed the Chiefs to close it out on offense rather than closing it out on defense which the entire second half said so they would have closed it out on defense and the Eagles weren't going to march down the field and get that field goal anyway. Well, the Eagles had just scored, so. The entire second half, it looked like the Chiefs' defense was dominating the game. Agreed, but because it looked on that last drive, like the Eagles had figured out whatever they had gone wrong for them up until that point. So that's the only I think maybe they have a chance. Maybe they only have one timeout. They have a minute and a half. It's a hard thing to do. Sure. It's a hard thing to ask any quarterback to do, a hard, hard thing to ask any team to do, to be honest with you. We got real used to it because Tom Brady did it for 20 years, and now Pat Mahomes, Mahomes does it. it constantly. Even Josh Allen sometimes. Josh Allen sometimes. Joe Burrow does it a lot. Yeah. Tom Brady made it a thing. There are three or four quarterbacks now who do it consistently. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, you shouldn't let Kadarius Tony return a punt return, uh, get a punt return to your five-yard <laughs> yes. line. Dude, that's um, terrible. That's terrible. Your pass rush should be better. Apparently you're this. You are the best defense in the NFL. You've got the best pass rush. Whatever. Best you weren't. Of all time. You weren't near Pat Mahomes at all. I don't give a shit what you did on the regular season. If it, you don't show up in the Super Bowl, you're nothing. You're nothing. Mm -hmm. Go. Don't rest on your laurels. Go get better. Um. Mm -hmm. Your offense in the second half kind of disappeared. Like I said, um, Miles Sanders has 12 yards. Kenny Gainwell has like 25. 
Jalen Hurts is the only one who can really run your run game, which was apparently also supposed to be the NFL's best running game, was shut down by the Chiefs defense, which hasn't been good at stopping the run in the last decade. Um, Yeah, I mean, do you make that call with two minutes left in the Super Bowl? No, and I think that's really – that's the sad part, right, is that we just watched a great football game, and all we can talk about is the fact that there was a holding call with two minutes left. That's the sad part. That's the sad part. That's really infuriating to me is that the, the, this shouldn't be really the defining moment of the game. But it is. And like, yeah, but it shouldn't be because it really, realistically, I don't think that it doesn't. We all just said really, that wasn't what lost the Eagles the game. So why is why are we zeroing in? Uh, because of the what ifs, Kyle. Because of the what ifs. We could talk about what ifs all day long. But that's that's re- that's the well, big that, thing that here, though. That, though. That's that's it. The what sports. if factor. Like, <laughs> why talk about what if when we could talk about what happened? We were just watching an amazing. And I I am talking. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about what happened. They, okay, let's talk about what happened, Kyle. They literally made a call that they shouldn't have made. How about that? They, what? They, and okay. that's time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I am so sick of that fucking argument. They shouldn't make the call. It's a fucking penalty. It wasn't, though. It wasn't, though. Yes, it is. Kyle, if that's a penalty right now, then I'm picking in a hold on you right now. Do it. He's doing it. It's a penalty. It was. It really wasn't. This penalty is, this is such like, this penalty means so much less than people are going to hype it for. Dude, no. Really? We, that's literally what we're saying. But honestly, again, wrong call. You don't call it all game. You don't call it with two minutes left. Kyle, I don't care if black letter it is a hole. I don't care. Wrong call, dude. Okay. What do you mean you're not just going to call it in the final two minutes of the game? The you haven't called it all day. You don't all. call it with two minutes of the game. Call it at all. Kyle, but they, they should. Call it no. Have, they should have called it. That's fine. You can argue. Kyle, let me just finish. Let me fucking finish. No, let me fucking finish. It's fine <laughs> if they're calling it all game. Like you, They should call it all game. Yeah, cool. But they haven't. You don't call it with two minutes left if you haven't called it all fucking game. Why? It's a penalty. It's called consistency. It's called consistency. Consistency it's, it's re- doesn't exist in this fucking league. Consistency hasn't existed. They had it. They had it the entire game. No. They had it up until the last two minutes. It was consistent, no, and then they it was not out. consistent. It was. They, they missed offsides on the Chiefs. They don't know what a fucking catch is in this league because apparently Miles Sanders doesn't have time to make a football move. But when well, that actually wasn't a catch. Sideline, he doesn't have to make a football move before it's a complete catch. Uh- there is no fucking... Okay, you're you're absolutely wrong about no. that because that wasn't a catch for my Miles Sanders and that was a catch by Dallas Goddard. Like, it shouldn't be. Okay, no. Both of those things were absolutely hold on, correct. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. I understand by the letter of the... By the rule book, yes. But I don't understand why... I don't understand why Dallas Goddard doesn't have to make a football move and it's considered a catch because he's on the sideline. But when you're anywhere else in the field, you have to make a football move for it to be a catch. That doesn't make any it's sense. It's about possession, Kyle. But I, Listen, I'm not saying the catch rules make any fucking sense. Time. <laughs> but they said there's not enough time when he catches it and the guy hit him for it to be a okay. catch. That was what they said. Yes, which is fine with Miles. I understand it was the right call because it wasn't a catch. He didn't make a football move. But then why for Dallas Goddard? Why does he not have to make a football move for it to be considered They said it wasn't the fact that he didn't make a football move for Miles Sanders. It was the fact that he didn't have time. Well, also he technically, to- well, I mean, if you want to look at it, toe tapping is a football move. Right. Tech, Bang. That's Done. Pointless. Goodbye. See ya. No, it's... What? <laughs> 
He's having a football move because he's making an effort to stay in bounds. Nah, uh, all right, Nick, go ahead. To catch the ball and hit the ground. I'm so, done, Nick. Go ahead. Uh, okay. yeah. uh, point being, um, there's no right or wrong in this because everyone's wrong because there's no right because the league doesn't allow for there to be a right. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. the Chiefs won the Super Bowl no matter how they won it, just like the Giants won a Super Bowl no matter how they won it. Uh, two of them, to be exact. Uh, Patriots won against six. us. No. Uh, as we move on, uh, Mario made him didn't actually catch that ball, by the way. Uh, moving on. Uh, anyways, so, um, we, uh, that's really it for our topics this week. Unless anyone else say anything else. Uh, nope. I think that's it for yelling at each other. I really think the NFL needs to take a good look at officiating in general. Because I feel like. Oh. Bro, no, th three days yeah. ago, we were just told it's, it's the best it's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were just told I, it's, it's the best it's ever been. It's so crazy just how. The play, I feel like the playoffs really show that I feel like officiating crews decide just to be as most inconsistent as possible. They don't. Not, they try to do their best. They realistically they, try to do their best. They just it's suck. Just, yes. It is a lose game. It's a losing game because no one's. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. NFL, you put the five of us on the field. We're going to be asking calls for autographs. And you're going to see no calls whatsoever. Games. You're gonna, you're gonna miss see no every, calls. We're gonna miss everything. You're gonna see every no calls like whatsoever. Football. It's gonna be 80s football. Headbutting and punching <laughs> is allowed. Let's go. Okay. Well, on that note, how football end, should be. We'll talk more about that 51. next. Um, yeah, I don't think we are. Uh, we're gonna move on as we we're, gonna, we're gonna stop talking about the Super Bowl because it's over and um, there's really it's not much sad. to talk about. It was a good three and a half quarters of Super Bowl. Um, I wish that the last six minutes didn't have issues with it and our last seven or so minutes. I think we all agree that if it was a clean Super Bowl, it'd be more fun to talk about. <laughs> I, also, I shout out to Super Rihanna. Hmm? Oh, no. Go ahead, Steve. Shout well, out first off, shout out to Rihanna for her special guest being her second child. <laughs> yep. That, that, changes, that changes the dynamic of the performance. I'm like, wow, she's not performing. I'm like, wait, that's a bump. And then we're all talking about it at the party. We're like, oh my god, she's actually pregnant. So good anyway. for her. Yes, good for Rihanna being pregnant and performing one hell of a show. I thought that was amazing. But anyway, honestly, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, oh well, that means it's time, time for Nick to get back to going to die. Nick, me to it. Patrick Mahomes is uh, the greatest quarterback of all time. So there, I'm saying Shut Kick up, him, Kyle. kick him, kick him. Fucking kick him. <laughs> oh, I don't want to kick him from the server, or do I? Kick him from the server. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that's going to end episode 51 uh, for this week. Uh, next week's episode 52. That'll be our one-year episode. We might do some special stuff uh, just to commemorate everything that we've done over the last year and our consistency. Uh, we do appreciate you for watching this episode. Definitely make sure to go check out the socials on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook if you're feeling spicy. We do appreciate you. We appreciate your time and listening to us. Make sure to go us on Spotify and Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, excuse me, if you feel like watching us is a pain on the eyes. Well, now that, you know, Kyle and his takes are gone, it might be a little bit easier. So, uh, <laughs> well, speaking of takes, uh, Jake, we have to apologize about Jalen Hurts as well. I don't have to uh, apologize for shit. I've apologized publicly oh, yeah. three times. Uh, he has, yeah, he has. Well, I'll just, we'll save that for next week. Everyone have a great <laughs> week. Have a great holiday weekend and happy President's Day, and uh, we hope you all have a great one.